Welcome, everybody. It's time once again for another episode of The Straight Skinny on Beauty, the real show that tells you the real facts about the ever-changing world of fashion and beauty with the never-changing beauty expert, Cheryl Hawley. She's always beautiful. She knows what's going on. She's just always got it together here. The rest of us struggle here, but she always figures. And today, she's going to give you some tips. It's a solo solo, uh, solo uh, episode here. Yes, it is. Hi, everyone. I'm Cheryl Holly. I'm your host of Skinny on Beauty podcast. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in today. I'm so excited to uh, welcome you to another episode of Skinny on Beauty and talk to you today about five effective steps to creating social media reports. So I had a lot of feedback um, from you guys through DM and email asking about, you know, social social media reporting specifically, because now that influencer marketing is such a huge thing, you know, uh, everybody wants those metrics. And so we're going to be including those in the tips that I have for you today. Um, every company is now incorporating social media marketing into their regular marketing efforts. So it's part of the marketing team now. I've been seeing the shift happen over the last several years, and um, I've been happy to consult some of these larger brands on how to go about restructuring their marketing team so that uh, social media is included. It is a very important part of marketing, and it's even more important to make sure that your efforts are not going unnoticed, which is why we have the tips for you today. Reports can help you understand what's driving clicks, what's bringing engagement, and what's working what's not working. So the steps I have for you today are for creating regular, which are uh, regular reports, monthly reports, maybe even quarterly reports, whatever calls um, for you know your department to deliver. And there are several different categories that you can use that for delivering reports other than this example in this comprehensive guide that I'm going to be providing for you today, like one-off reports, um, specific campaign reports. And uh, we've got a jam-packed hour, so let's go ahead and jump right in to five steps to creating a social media report that will get you noticed. So step number one is present results that will be understood. So not everyone is going to understand what you do on social every day. I was actually just at lunch with my sister and a colleague of hers and she, you know, we were all talking over lunch and she was trying to explain like what I did and the part of, you know, podcasting and digital marketing and consulting and, and trying to put it all together. And I was just sitting back, you know, watching the whole thing go down and she finally looked at me and she was like, we what do you do again? Can you explain it? And so it was very cute. Um, and so if you have a family like mine, they won't always get it all. But every person is going to know a little bit about what you do, uh, whether or not, you know, they they understand it, they'll, they'll know a little bit and be able to, um, you know, engage with you on some type of uh, conversation. But it is up to you to deliver effectively the communication through a reporting tool um, and and laying it out in a very easy and understandable way for 
the person that you're delivering the report to. So a lot of times, you know, um, when we get in front of metrics, you know, we think about, you know, of course, the campaign and what the goal was for the campaign and, you know, um, and how our minds work and, and how, you know, how those, all of those metrics are working together and what they mean. But what if we took a step back and actually thought about it from the person that we're tailoring the report for, you know, uh, the department even, you know, who are you delivering your report for? I mean, if I, you know, recently I met with a client to go over some of the brand goals for a specific beauty launch campaign that we were working on. And I had to compile some analytics and provide, you know, some some metrics and measurements to, to you know, go over our success rate and, and things that weren't working for the brand messaging. But if I were to be delivering this report to my sales team or his sales team, you know, it the reporting metrics would be very different than, you know, what I delivered. And, you know, when, when we tested different campaigns to see which ones performed the best, you know, I presented my findings to the brand through an easy outline of each campaign and the specific measures that were tested, how they were relevant and what we achieved by them. So keep in mind who you are, you know, presenting your results for, and that'll help you, you know, better uh, help them better understand what is going on in your report, um, so that you can have more success at the end of the conversation. And step number two, step number two, consider your metrics. So I I remember um, if you're if you're watching live right now, give me a thumbs up, or if you know you're you're driving, give yourself a thumbs up if you remember. The time when we couldn't measure social media. So, you know, um, I remember those days when we couldn't, when nothing could be tracked, really. Um, Everybody, well, at least the wise ones, knew that social media marketing was contributing to their brand's growth and the bottom line, but the conversation ended there. You know, so if you have been around in the game for a long time, you've seen the evolution happen and have probably been very excited about all the metrics and how to measure them and deliver them appropriately so that, you know, you can continue to gain, right? Uh, Gain your audience and gain wins for the brand. Uh, So now that we have all of these metrics that are working for us, we can choose carefully when compiling our reports. So when I'm consulting with clients on their digital marketing and business development needs, Testing and measuring results is always a key topic. It is the only way to have sustainable success. So I'm going to go over some of the metrics that you can include in your report. But given you know what you do for a living, um, if you're a social media manager or an entrepreneur, just listening in to learn a little bit more how you can grow your own brand, your own presence online, and and um, and measure that, um, you know. The list that I'm going to give to you, uh, pick out the metrics that will work for you. If it's a service or if it's a product, there's going to be different metrics that you're going to pull from this list in order to make it work for what's going on. You know, an e-commerce site is going to have different metrics than a site that's not selling online. Um, so, so keep, keep that mindful. And if there's something that I mentioned during the list that you're like, wait, I don't, 
I don't really know what that is. Feel free to, you know, call in, tweet us, you know, whatever you need to do. Email me after Cheryl at UniteSocially.org and ask questions. You know, I'm, I'm here. I'm here to help you. I love helping entrepreneurs. I help. I love helping even mass brands. You know, that's what I do. I'm about partnering people together, um, collaborations and, you know, meeting, um, aligning brands and influencers, you know, uh, social media strategy, all of those things. And so those questions that you, you know, um, give to me, I love to provide feedback. So don't, don't feel shy. Um, and if I don't get to your question during the live show today, then I'll definitely make sure to wrap it back around in the audio blog post that we publish every time after we do a podcast live. So the list um, is leads. So one metric, these are the metric list, right? So these are the different metrics that you can measure when compiling your report. So one of them is leads. So visitors that may become customers, that's by definition a lead. Conversions, so leads that then become paying customers because they completed a conversion. Uh, Red and impression, so a key one for influencer marketing, which which we'll we'll touch on later. But you know uh, the impressions for influencer marketing that's very important, or just impressions in general, right? Engagement, which is basically comments likes, you know, clicks, shares, things like that. That's all engagement. Your audience. So what, who is your audience? Where are they located? Their gender. What language are they speaking? And even what interests? These are all measurable metrics that you can use in your A-B testing. Content. So how successful was your content? So content strategists out there that are listening right now, you know exactly when I'm where I'm going with this. You know, content is very important when it comes to even the metrics that I just listen, uh, listed. It's very important piece to making sure that you're aligning your brand's messaging to the right audience. So you can measure more things like click-through rate, bounce rate, your share of voice. You know, the list goes on, but sometimes you need to look into social media media reporting tools even to help you align all of your goals and understand them. Because say that, you know, you have 10,000 dimensions on Twitter, just alone, right? And then the rest of the platforms, you know are in the hundred thousands, right? So you're a mass beauty brand and you have so much engagement that you don't know what to do with for, you know, you don't know what to do with it or you're growing really fast. You're not even a mass beauty brand, but you're just growing your audience really fast and you have all of these mentions and you don't know where to start. Well, one of the key things that I would tell you is to look at social media reporting um, tools like third parties, like Sprout Social is one that's been around for a really long time. They're highly respected in the industry and they will help you sort through the sentiment and the analytics and the reporting so that you understand, um, you know, what is happening online and you can respond appropriately. That's very important. And we will touch on that too. Um, in the next step, which is step three. So showcase the health of the brand 
So what I mean by that is, you know, the health of the brand is very important. It, it goes back to, you know, how are you uh, presenting yourself online? What are you doing to make sure that your brand's uh, reputation is being managed appropriately? So when it comes to the health of the brand, it's very important on online media. And since everybody who's anybody is heading to, well, everybody is somebody, right? Uh, but everybody, everyone is heading to the web to search for reviews. They're looking at information or to get information about your brand, about you, uh, they are wanting to know more about your social media presence. What are you doing online? Uh, you know, they're they're hungry for information and and they're they're digesting it. So you want to make sure that you're presenting yourself um, in a manner that's respectable to the message that you're delivering online. It's aligning with what you want to do. So it's important to understand where your brand fits within all of these areas. So one of the ways you can do that is by measuring your competition. So how is your brand measuring up to the competition? What is your share of voice? Uh, so a breakdown of social media sentiment. So, you know, you, you make a clearly outlined social network comparison um, with with uh, which channels or channels are working for your brand. So... The comparison chart, whether you're doing, you know, through competitors or channels, or you're just going to line them up and make sure you have, you know, each metric accounted for, you know, so let's take, for example, you're going to break down social media, um, what channels are working for you, for your brand on social media. So you're going to break them down and you're going to align like engagement and clicks and uh, make sure that, you know, uh, you have your campaign metrics there and then just see where, where does your audience reside? Where are people responding to you the most and how are they responding to you? You know, those are going to be your favorable channels and aligning them in that way is going to help you be able to really clearly outline you know, uh, where your brand should be spending most of its time or where you should be spending most of your time. A few years back, I was working uh, with a team and some interns on a beauty product launch for a cruelty-free brand. We had been working really hard on rebranding the website, adding fresh and relevant content to the site, and designing redesigning packaging, really uh, the complete product launch for all of, you know, uh, rebranding this brand and, and new products that were coming to the table. So we had already gone through this complete process. It took us uh, about six months to do that, six months to a year to do all of those things. So it was a pretty extensive, um, you know, project. And we were now ready to take the product direct to consumer. So we were launching it through social media campaigns. And during one of the social media campaigns, my intern miscommented on a very sensitive thread, an influencer's thread. And it was nothing negative, but the comment was irrelevant to the topic and came across insensitive. And so people were like, you know, of course you know, um, the uproar came and people were questioning the brand because, you know, we had rebranded. It was a smaller beauty brand 
And sometimes, you know, when people, when comments are left on threads and they don't relate, they think it's a bot or they're, you know, they're very concerned about, you know, what's going on with that brand and why, you know, the messaging is the way it was. And so if we had not been analyzing the sentiment for the brand, we would have missed this entire situation. You know, and since we were having a live person do it and it wasn't a bot, that was a whole nother challenge to overcome, you know, but we were able to and we were fortunate enough to have the metric to be able to respond appropriately and amend our mistake publicly, which resulted in positive feedback from a very careless mistake. The brand was able to make a huge comeback and we were able to turn a very negative thing into a positive thing and work with new influencers from this influencer's thread um, and get the backing from this influencer publicly that, you know, uh, that we amended our mistake and that we went above and beyond uh, to rectify the situation and to provide gifts freely you know, um, and, and shower, you know, comp with compliments. And so it, you know, it's very important to listen to your audience and even tracking sentiment to understand the individual, your consumer behind the post. It's very important to reputation management. So showcase the health of the brand. It's also important to reporting tools. Step number four measure influencer partnerships so this is what i was talking about online um you know during the press for the show and also the idea that came from you guys with all of your questions of like hey what about these influencer metrics you know um whether you know i work with influencers and brands and so you know there's a lot of talk there with um not you know if you're an influencer you're building your own brand right um, and if you're a brand, you're working with, you know, you're you're probably working with some influencers and wanting to understand their metrics and your partnership with them. There are several ways to measure influencer marketing RRI. So for the purpose of this report, we will showcase the strength of the relationship with the influencer and the brand by choosing specific metrics and insights that you can use. You can also reveal KPIs, which are key performance indicators in your report or in a separate one-off report, which I mentioned at the beginning of the show, you know, whether it's just a, a one-off report on, you know, one influencer uh, partnership or if it's a one-off report on a specific campaign, you know, so, so what I mean when I say to measure influencer partnerships is to align them um, you know, next to each other. So influencers uh, insights right next to one another and break the comparisons from there. A good way to do this, which I would suggest is a slope chart. It might be the best for you because it can detail follower growth, mentions, total engagement, and reach. So with the insights on Instagram measuring influence, it's so easy. So, you know, Instagram is a very hot platform and it has been for a few years. And so if you are using Instagram to uh, find and, you know, um, recruit your influencers or if you're using an agency to do that, like Unite Socially, that can align you with the right influencers, it's always important to ask for 
you know, their insights and, and not only before you work with them, you know, and also follow them and make sure they're right for your brand, but after, you know, during the time that you work with them and then after, so like what were their, uh, their profile visits prior to your partnership? Cause you're, if you're a brand, you're also doing press for the influencer. The influencer is also gaining, you know, it's a win-win situation. Um, if you know, the press goes across very well. You can ask for, you know, the impressions of four stories and posts while including, you know, the profile visits, which I mentioned. So what what type of impressions did the influencer get from your partnership and how do they compare before, during and after? You can also track KPIs to show click tracking and coupon code redemption if you are using a coupon code with an influencer to sell something um, or, you know, if there's certain clicks, like if you're driving it back to an event and the influencer is going to be at the event, you know, what was uh, the, the tracking for that? Those are a few ways to measure influencer partnerships. And my last tip for you today, rather step, for you today, step number five, present a cool report. Yes, cool. So what I mean by that is creating reports um, that are cool. Everybody hates to create reports. It's a boring part of the job, right? It is for clients too. Everyone wants, uh, you know, and knows that they need the report. They might even get excited after digesting the information from the report. But receiving the report, well, that's boring. So make sure that you have formatted your report to be easily understood and remembered. Where possible, include graphs, word clouds even, or maps. Um, and other charts. Present the information in a lively way, one that will excite the client, your boss, or hell, even excite yourself. <laughs> you know, um, when I first started Unite Socially, my marketing agency, it, we didn't have social media reporting tools like I was mentioning earlier in the show. So as we started to gain some of these metrics, you know, I was, pre- I was, re- presenting my reports in a very HR, you know, no, no, nothing against people in HR because my sister's actually in HR, uh, but, you know, in a very HR manner. And I, and I know that you understand what I mean by that. So it's just like, you know, black and white, here it is, you know, um, and uh, when I started to slowly become more creative, I went to a conference, um, I think it was even Social Media Marketing World, which is my favorite conference that I partner um, and sponsor with them. You know, I I think that I was there and I listened to somebody speak at their conference that was talking about creating, you know, reports that weren't boring. And I thought, oh, well, what what does that matter, you know? But one day I was like, okay, I'm going to try it. So I did. And I slowly became more creative with my reporting tools and it paid off. I have received so many compliments from a simple word cloud than from a campaign that's increased sales by 100%. I mean, of course, not really. Uh, But I always get compliments on my reports because people are excited to get them. You know, they're like I said, they're excited to get the news afterwards because now we have some measurable metrics of what's working, what's not working, you know. Um, So so do the unexpected. 
Um, maybe, you know, I don't know why they were so excited, you know, um, about it, but they were. And I suggest to you um, that it's time to fine tune your report and have some fun with it. So what are the key takeaways here? I've given you the five steps to creating more effective social media reports. And some of the key takeaways that I would give you today would be define your audience and tailor your report to them. Report metrics that make sense according to your business goals, your, your, your partnership goals, your brand goals, your personal goals. Listen to your audience. What is happening online? What are they saying? Where are they living and breathing and engaging with you? Measure your influencer partnerships. What influencers work really well for your brand? What influencers are mediocre? And what ones are just a flop? You know, sometimes that happens. It's a, and it could be nothing against, you know, the efforts behind the influencer or the brand, but sometimes it just doesn't align. And usually I have found that if it doesn't align, it's because they're not going to somebody who specializes in influencer marketing, the the person, the partnership, you know, aligned, um, you know, from another form, they, you know, and it wasn't thoroughly thought out, it wasn't highly um, looked into. And so, uh, you know, when you're doing influencer partnerships and you're measuring your partnerships, um, it's important to make sure that you're building from the ground up. So working with somebody like myself who specializes in influencer marketing, uh, the agency Unite Socially, um, and my team who can get, you know, hype around your product or your service through these partnerships is really important. And the last key takeaway that I'll give you today is present your results with clarity. So when you're having fun with creating these reports, you know, make sure that it's clear and directive and what what is really happening so that you can take that and and you can take those uh, results and you can apply them to future campaigns. You're not alone, you know, in this journey of, of creating social media reports. Uh, everybody has to do it. If you're a social media manager, if you're a social media director, if you're a consultant or an entrepreneur, you know, and you're online and you're you're engaging and you're growing your presence online, it is so important to have these reports. And so you're not alone if you feel overwhelmed or just need more information, you know, um, about this, you know, you can contact me. Um, we do have a free tool that will help you with creating stunning reports that'll impress your boss or your client. So you can email me at Cheryl, C-H-E-R-Y-L, at unitesocially.org. You can hit, um, you know, in the chat box right now, if you're watching live, and let me know that you would like to receive the report. Uh, DM me your information, and I'm happy to send it over. Um, or if uh, the reason why I gave you my email is just um, if you're listening after uh, to this podcast, you're more than happy to. I'm more than happy to get um, a request from you. I want to see you grow. I want to see you excel, and uh, that's why I'm here. That's why I create these content pieces for you guys. Uh, so this tool, it is a tool for easy reporting, and it's a template that's going to help you impress your boss uh, to create stunning social media reports. 
So thank you so much um, for listening today. You know, before we do sign off, um, I know if you are following me and have been for a long time, you know that I love quotes. And so I end all of my shows with quotes. And so today is no different. I have some quotes that I love. um, So I brought two for you today. The first one is, I am all for conversation, but you need to have a message. Renee Blodgett said that, and I love that quote because it's so true. You know, a lot of people, when they come to me and they've mismanaged their social media marketing efforts and they have not seen results from it, it's because uh, their conversations are failing to deliver a message, a brand message failing to deliver results to gain, um, you know, successes and have those conversions happen. So it's very important that your conversations have a point to them and you can loop them around in a soft selling manner to be able to win more, uh, more trusted fans, um, and consumers. The last quote, my second quote is, Social media is about sociology and psychology more than it is technology. Brian Solis said that. It's so true. Social media is more about tapping into a community and really understanding what the what is going on with your audience, who your target audience is and what they need, listening and engaging with them on a personal level, being human. Uh, not giving technology all of the success from your results. Uh, it really comes back down to, you know, understanding marketing tactics, sociology, and psychology. So thank you all so much for listening. I do want to give um, a shout out for an event that we will be sponsoring. When I say Unite Socially, or we, I mean Unite Socially and Skinny on Beauty. Both brands will be at Babechella this year. So if you are part of the SoCal Blogger Babes, which we work with, or um, if you want to be part of them, definitely reach out. Uh, but we will be at Babechella this year. Have a booth. It's June 30th and it's in sunny Palm Springs. It's going to be all things boho. So it's just a great event that's going to have a lot of fun booths that where you can get your makeup done. You can come by our booth and try and some funky trend setting aprons if you're a hairstylist or makeup artist that will really make you shine when you're working conversation piece um, you'll have a braid bar and just a lot of really fun things going on there and a chance to network with other influencers so um, if you're a brand or an influencer this is a place to be this summer it's Babechella June 30th Palm Springs come by our booth say hi And uh, until next time, uh, we will definitely uh, have a show um, coming up here. And uh, don't forget that you can tweet me at Skinny on Beauty if you want to be a guest on a show. Or you may also reach out for consultation with me for building your own beauty or health brand presence online. Uh, in addition to social media marketing and influencer services, management and outreach at Unite Socially. Visit us on the web, which is unitesocially.org or visit us and follow us online, which is at Unite Socially. 
Make sure to follow us at Skinny on Beauty for any entrepreneurial needs. That is our platform, our podcasting platform, and a platform where we really do a lot of collaborations with entrepreneurs around the world that are targeted for beauty, health, fashion, and fitness. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, stay beautiful, Orange County. You've been listening to another episode of Skinny on Beauty with that magician, the woman who makes influencer marketing appear as if magic, Cheryl Holly, right here in Orange County's only community radio station, octalkradio.net.